0: Welcome back again everyone, I'm touched that you would join us for our recap of UFC Fight Night 143, Booty Call on ESPN, it was a beautiful sight to behold, a lot of fun, please enjoy Mina Matthews recounting of the events. And uh, we want to hear what you have to say. So let us know what you thought about the fights. Let us know what you thought about the stoppage. Let us know what you thought about Rachel Ostovich's outrageous body and the fact that that cameraman did his job right to keep the camera on her upturned booty for three quarters of the fight. Enjoy, everyone. Shut up. Quick, casa, I'm casa. Let's come Let the party begin! Your ears you keep, and I'll tell you what? what you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like, uh, your opinion, man. Take this quarter. Go downtown and have a rat gnaw that thing off your face. Good dating, man. I broke my back. Broke that fucking bone. You know, I don't want to sound like a quarter or nothing but I'm really gonna miss you guys when the show's over. When we were in uh, when we were in Big Bear, uh, we went to this uh, this Pink Floyd cover band, and I know how that sounds. When you're thinking like a cover band, it's like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> but <clears throat> these are like a legit tribute band. They're like the best Pink Floyd tribute band in circulation, I think. They're called Which One's Pink? And they were fucking mind blowing. Really? Uh, yeah uh they They were so fucking good, and i didn 't know what to expect because the opener was this god awful band called stun grenade so they had a, it was all these guys who were over over sixty um and they were just playing the most generic rock songs It was like every every time they started a song it sounded like they were doing cat scratch fever oh God, and, yeah, and um the the singer he looked like a he looked like a cross between Ted Nugent and uh, Mugatu from Zulu, <laughs> and he just loved himself like he was calling his guitar solos like check it out guitar solo what I <laughs> can't call your guitar oh, solo was that's calling, crazy it was it was fantastic it was like there was so much. It, there was so much comedic material in that. <laughs> that I can't that believe he called his own guitar solo. Oh, That's just ridiculous. over and over again. He did like a guitar solo. like, And he kept uh, every time every time they finished a song, he'd be like, uh, my bassist just told me we've been kind of putting out our D material here. We're going to give you guys some, some A stuff right oh now. My, and my then he God. would start it off and it'd be like some other fucking generic ass, fucking oldie song. It was so fucking rough he's like which one's pink's coming up you guys excited well yeah in about six more songs (laughs) oh my god which equals about 12 more guitar solos and uh, their picture their banner that they had it was stun grenade but they had a picture of a frag grenade on it It (laughs) that sounds I want to look these guys up now oh dude you should they're absolutely it's exhilarating (laughs) Oh man, but um that was that was super fun, but I got sick up there. I was getting ready to uh I was getting ready to go run, but I think I got a little um like uh altitude sickness. Oh yeah. I I didn't even know that was a thing until like day 3. I was um I mean, I'm not going to lie. Day 1 I got super smashed and day 2 I was hungover as fuck. So I didn't really drink much on day 2, and then uh day 3 I get up and I was just like I think I'm going to fucking die (laughs) that. Um, yeah, that'll do it. I, uh, I've never gotten altitude sickness, but I definitely can feel the difference when I'm up there. Um, well, I guess sometimes, um, sometimes your body has like an adjustment period and, uh, like with the oxygen desaturation, you can get like flu like symptoms from it. And yeah, I was just like bedridden was miserable. Uh, Um, but I'm just kind of getting over that right now. Um, so, let's see. So, welcome back, everyone. the The show is the show is on, and um, we're going to talk to you about the fights that just happened. Yeah, we got a lot to cover. Oh man, so much. Before we start, I'd like to point out I made the most delectable hot chocolate. You've ever seen in your life? It's frothing yep. right now. It I looks use, more like a like a pudding than a hot. It's chocolate. like a it's like a thick hot chocolate. But you know what I did? I used one cup of natural almond milk, no added gums, just pure almond milk. Then I got one square of unsweetened dark chocolate, organic, no added milk, nothing, just pure chocolate, and I melted that into the milk. And then I added in three dates, and I blended it all together. I used the dates to sweeten it. Then it's, I threw in some cinnamon, and then I threw in some collagen. It sounds drink. just absolutely flavorless. I can't no, imagine no noticing no. myself to drink something. Have on. you ever had a date? Do you know how much flavor dates have? They taste like caramels. Sure, I'll bet they do. They taste like caramels. It tastes, like, it tastes like a caramel, like... In like a really, really old people kind of way, no, no, you're no. talking about like worthers <laughs> date is pure it's nature's nature's it's caramel nature's worthers dates are nature's worthers mm-hmm. well i'm uh i'm I'm ashamed that that's how we're starting this uh conversation. <laughs> uh, I just figured the people should know if they want the world's greatest hot chocolate recipe, yeah, so uh the world's greatest stock chocolate recipe take notes people make sure you stock up on your dates okay mm-hmm. uh anyway so ufc fight night 143 some uh some controversy a night a night filled with strange happenings the uh what did you think about the stoppage um it was too early that's not even me just saying it from a biased perspective i think that I think he probably would have been finished regardless. I think there's probably like a 90% chance he was done. Yeah. But if it's a big – if it's, I was going to say if it's a big title fight, they shouldn't stop it that early. But if it's any fight, you've got to give the guys a chance so to fight you, on. Here's, here's what I think. I don't think it has anything to do with, um, with the time. I don't think I – th- I feel like early is a misleading word, but I know, you, I know what you mean. Here's the thing. Uh, Dillashaw <laughs> – excuse me. Dillashaw got hit. He got pushed. He lost his balance. He ended up underneath a world-class wrestler, a, an Olympic wrestler. He was eating shots, but he wasn't eating powerful shots. He was eating little arm punches the whole time. And they were landing clean. But Dillashaw was continuing to act appropriately. He was turning towards him. He was reaching for a single. He was, he was what is defined as intelligently defending himself. Yeah. There was no call to stop the fight. There was no actual reason why the fight should have been stopped. He didn't yeah. even eat that many punches. He ate like just, four or five punches. And they weren't even like solid punch. Like it just doesn't make sense to me when yeah. they stop a fight, and it's not like he was getting his head bounced off the kick. Right? You no, know, like he was still attempting to scramble. Um, I just it drives it, me. It, it didn't look good. It wasn't pretty. It looked like yeah. a guy who was just uh, who has no. It looked like a guy who has no refereeing or, or like awareness of the, like, like just some random guy on the couch was watching and was like, Oh, stop the fight. <laughs>
1: like, yeah.
0: It's just like, like <laughs> it just drives me fucking nuts when they do that. Cause it really just taints. It ruins the whole thing, you know? Yeah. And now, even though they've fought already, technically, you almost feel like you haven't seen them fight. Like you need to see it again. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I, I completely agree. That being said, Cejudo looked strong Cejudo looked good he was um he was getting the better of it yeah at that point um so there's no there's no deny i i i can't fault Cejudo in any sort of way. he did everything no. that he was supposed to do he did he fought completely correctly yeah uh, Dillashaw, uh looked a little um Dillashaw looked good too. He just looked a little, um, a little, a little weaker, a little less stable, and he he got pushed around a little bit. Uh, yeah, he um, and he's I mean, actually, if you look at uh, like Dillashaw has a loss to uh, John Dodson in the Ultimate Fighter finale. Um, you know, John Dodson who fights it, I think he fights at 125 right now. Mm-hmm. Very explosive guy, short, stocky. Yeah, John Dodson has some real awesome highlight KOs. Like he's yeah, and big, you know, big power puncher. Yeah, so before that before this fight, that did kind of <clears throat> play into my mind just a little bit. Like even though it's kind of hard to judge off of that fight cuz that was a long time ago and it was pretty early in TJ's career. It was uh, definitely it was pre um it was like it, that that was like pre uh his whole camp right and everything but so. i was think. what i was thinking was like maybe he would have i don't know maybe stylistically that's the style of fighter that he's gonna run into problems with you know it's possible possible but he did fight john lineker who's about as short and stocky as they get and he beat the shit out of him so mm-hmm. you know, um it's hard to say yeah uh also, there's the factors of him, him going down in weight and everything. Well, how's that affecting his uh his power and his, his stability? Mm-hmm. But I mean that's really to be honest, that's that's about all I have to say about that fight. The fight only went fucking ten seconds, so yeah, it's <laughs> not very rich with material. There's yeah. not really other than the stoppage, there's not really a lot yeah. to talk about. There's there's a lot to say about the stoppage. If you guys haven't seen it, you should check it out. Uh formulate yeah. your own opinions. Tell us what you think. I'm I'm interested to hear uh what what other people have to say but my 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 professional opinion on this on the subject is um that fight should not have been stopped there that because there was no actual justification for it. There, there, he, yeah. he was off balance and he was being kept off balance by a very, very very successful wrestler. Um yeah. and wow, so you could say is the most successful wrestler in the history of MMA. Right. yeah because he's the only gold medalist, isn't he? I think everybody else was either like Olympic alternates yeah. or silver or bronze, or I think he's the only gold medalist, yeah, I believe he's the only gold medalist um they they do make a big deal out of it every time uh yeah, that's what <laughs> I <think> of that. <laughs> yeah um, yeah. and then that so, Greg Hardy main event I was just gonna say Christ how well, first of all, what a pile of dog shit like. Shame on you UFC. What are you doing? you are yeah, taking it too on. far now. Yeah. Like he he's a big strong athletic guy. Athletic might be a little bit of a stretch. He's big and he's strong. Well, but he came out swinging like 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 crazy, but like a guy who never actually learned how to throw a punch. He was like pushing yeah. and leaning into his shots. He was wasting so much energy well, and he gassed himself out and like this, this whole thing, that, this whole problem this all started when they signed Brock Lesnar. Now, mm. when they signed Brock Lesnar, it was fine because Brock Lesnar was legit. He was a former NCAA. Well, he, he had real, uh, he combat had real sport. credentials. He yeah. had a, he was had a background in a high level combat sport, right? Um, and he, he was. Um, they signed him he early. Was, he was an but, Olympic. He was an Olympic prospect too. Yeah, that was the thing. He didn't. He didn't go. He, he didn't go cuz he wanted to make money. Yeah, he right. wanted to make money and he went um, to WWE and Right. but but well, that's when this whole this whole thing that's going on now started. It started with that. And then you get to you cut to, you know, 10 years later or whatever it is and then they signed CM Punk and now it's like all right, we've talked about this before, but it's just stupid. Well, Remember was, when they they did the uh, the heavyweight season of the Ultimate Fighter for the first time? Yeah, it was like yeah. basically the whole Sanity's roster like, was an yeah, ex- NFL. There, so yeah, sorry, I, just, <laughs> I skipped over that. Yeah, that that, that was another had, layer of that. Yeah, they were you just know, like any football players Kimbo. we can get. And yeah, we got Kimbo Slice, what, Roy Nelson, and a whole staff of football players. With, with Kimbo, at least with Kimbo, he he at least he was fighting. He still right. showed that he could at least fight. Competently, somewhat. relatively competently. He yeah. wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't fighting in the in the caliber of a trained expert and no. fighting, and, and he didn't have discipline. But right. he had uh, he had practice. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Had, Kimbo Slice looked ten times better than Greg Hardy fucking did. He did. Uh, Kimbo Slice actually knows how to throw a punch, and he knows how to. Yeah. knew, you know. God rest. Anyway. Uh, yeah. I know. Poor Kimbo. Poor Kimbo. I don't think Kimbo's a bad guy. I just didn't I didn't like that he got so much um money for being a worse fighter than everybody else because he got popular on fucking YouTube. Like you almost fought his son. I was like this close to fighting his son. Did you see the guy who beat his son? What's that? Did you see the guy who beat his oh, son? Yeah. Yeah, that's, I that's what I told both of those to... guys up at the same time. That... <laughs> yeah, I was talking to a few people about that. It's... Dude the commentary that... was hysterical. They're like his stepdad is a blue belt in oh <laughs> Brazilian my god. Like, oh god! <laughs> I was telling people about that. I was like um, I was talking to people and I was like yeah you know that they uh, you know Keith almost fought his son and uh, they're like yeah who, who, how do you think it would have went down? I was like dude Keith would have fucking killed him. It's like <laughs> I mean honestly like he just you know hey hey, good for him you know he's he's his dad was a fighter and now he's you know making his living kind of following in the same path right uh there's it's not even yeah let's not even talk about it i know we're we're going we're going into a into a rabbit hole here but Yeah. yeah so back on the uh the greg hardy fight if you haven't seen it it uh it it was basically greg hardy came out really aggressive um Alan Crowder, another guy I don't know that well. He showed a lot more um just overall discipline as a fighter. He showed more uh rounded skills with um the takedown attempts. I think he was successful a couple times in taking him down, actually. And uh He was, and he would have just continued to be more successful because Hardy was gassed. Yeah. Well Hardy once was so gassed out. Yeah, once <clears throat> excuse me. Once they got towards uh, the end of the fight, um Greg Hardy could barely move. And, uh, Crowder was in his face. He was like slapping himself and yelling at him. Like, well, you know, this is, this is, when you see something like this, it's a fundamental difference in the type of conditioning it takes to be a high level mixed martial artist or a high level football player or any other type of athlete. Um, because in football you know you have it's like a sprint you have short bursts mm-hmm. of energy and then you have time to recover in between yeah like uh, long periods of time to recover exactly and what, even what? even in action there's there's so many people playing that you can exactly meet the pressure exactly. and go yeah and you know. what, what people what uh and people don't seem to understand that okay yeah you can be really explosive and really athletic but actually sometimes in MMA that can be to your detriment Mm -hmm. Because if you're too explosive and you're too athletic, your gas tank is going to go quick. And -hmm. there's examples of guys who've gotten, who are naturally that way and have learned how to kind of just become experts in energy economy. And they've gotten Mm -hmm. better at it over time. Like Tyrone Woodley to me is the best example. Mm -hmm. He used to always blow his water early. He would gas out by like the, you know, midway through the second round. And now he's great. His fights have gotten, you know, a little less exciting. Mm -hmm but now he's great at conserving energy. People have this misconception that they'll see a guy who's muscular and they'll go, oh, they're gonna gas, they're muscular. And it's like, no, not necessarily. They just, if they have an understanding of when to put their foot on the pedal and go, and when to pull it back, they can conserve that energy. Like Sean Shirk, it's another example. Like he was a little fucking, he looked like a little meathead, but he had excellent conditioning. Right. But he probably also had a really good understanding of his body's capability, and you know. Well, I love the uh, I love the the term that you use the uh, economy of your of your energy, and um, I learned about that in in wrestling. You know, you just have you have to um, you have to learn where you can take breaks. You have to learn like what places and times you can, you can stop and recover and let let your body get back to where you can use it at full capacity because, you know, make no mistake, this is a high intensity sport. You're going to need everything that you've got when you, when you use it. So there are no real easy times to, to just be like 50% here. You know, you have to, you have to find a spot where you can recharge and then get back into the fucking mix. Yeah. And he, well, and the, yeah, the thing with Greg Hardy is he just looked like somebody who hasn't even come close to mastering that aspect of it. He's only had six fights yeah. total <laughs> like, yeah. and he, and, it, and that's like a total like two minutes of fight time too. all of his fights, all of his fights were like in the first minute. Yeah. Yeah. That was his first real and you, well, And did you see too, there was a lot of people uh, like I heard, uh, I think it was Ray Longo who was saying this, but, they were saying that they feel like um, a lot of people feel like he did that knee on purpose that he knew the rules, but he knew he was gassing. He didn't mm-hmm. want to get embarrassed in front of the world. So he just said, fuck it. And threw the illegal knee. And they were kind of analyzing um, the way he was reacting to it in the post fight. Sure. All. And you know, they were saying that it just came off as very insincere. And- yeah. I mean, I could, I could see that, but I don't know. Uh, far be it for me to, to, uh, to say what someone did or didn't do intentionally um it looked intentional right it didn't it it had no sign of of uh like oh he looked like he was getting up like no he was down he was completely down he was just staying there and he just came winging from the side boom It, it looked it did look intentional and i think that in i think that in any other scenario Especially if it's as new of a fighter as Greg Hardy, people would give him the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. But when you have a massive domestic violence charge on your record for, you know, beating up your ex-girlfriend, she has like pictures of bruises and stuff to mm-hmm. prove it. People probably aren't gonna believe you. They're just not gonna be sympathetic. No. Like you know what? I think you're due for a little bit of uh, you're due for a little bit of 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 judgment here, sir. So yeah. Um, also, I mean, with a guy who is as inexperienced as Greg Hardy, <clears throat> you're you're messing around in 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 you know slippery slopes here. This is these are dangerous waters to be to be playing the game with with down up down knees. Well, so one hundred percent. Yeah, and honestly, I would advise a fighter with his level of experience to do. I would say, don't fuck around with it. Because you're probably going to fuck up. Your judgment yeah. can't be trusted here. And who so, is? It? And really, at the end of the day, who is at fault? It's the UFC because they're the have put him in there, dude, in the fight. Yeah, like, how stupid! Put this guy on, on fucking. Why would you put him in the main event? Put him on put him early prelims. Sports one on yeah. the early prelims. Like, why would you have him in the main event? The co-main event. It's so incredibly dumb. Yeah, um, but uh, Alan Crowder. Alan Crowder looked like a look like a decent fighter um i don't see him fighting for the title anytime soon uh yeah but he definitely looked like a competent fighter we could definitely we could see him on uh some the, some prelims know, for a while i'm sure having having some success you know where you know where why would they do that and i think in a lot of ways it's almost like with these uh it's almost like these uh these uh the UFC is cursed with these big debut cards, because the same thing happened with, uh, with the Fox card, if you remember. I don't. What happened on the Fox uh, card? Ended in like a second, and it was very kind of, even though it ended in a knockout, it felt almost kind of uneventful, you know? Right. With um, Kane and JDS. Oh, yeah. Well, that was a pretty, oh, a that was a pretty momentous moment. Did you lose me? Well, all right, we're recording again. Okay, a little like we lost each other for a moment. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I was so scared. So no, so it's it's almost like UFC is cursed with these uh, with some of these cards because uh, it, it was very very reminiscent of that Fox card to me where. They had Kane versus JDS, and I think they thought that Kane was just going to come in and he was going to be like the new Mexican superstar. And then he gets knocked out in like 30 seconds. Another another Brazilian beating up somebody else. You know what they would have, if they were smart, you know what they would have done? Fucking throw Donald Cerrone in the comment. They should have put that fight in the That co-man. fight should have been coming. That was a fucking dope fight, too. Because you know what you're getting with Donald Cerrone. Right. He might get his ass kicked. <clears throat> But he also might kick somebody. You're going to get an exciting Look, fight. He's never been in a boring fight. Yeah, it's going to be exciting one way or another. Like, exactly. He, he wins or loses. And, man, I loved the uh, I loved the emotion in that fight. I loved how, like, he was intense. Because it was just, like, he didn't like this guy. This guy was coming no. out talking shit. That was so, intense. What, what was because getting... that kid was talking some mad shit. Well, he was just, yeah, real, like, over the hill. Like, he yeah. fucking... And you know, one thing is I I actually, uh, I hate to admit it, going into that fight, I had actually picked that kid to win. Really? I thought he was going to beat him because I had saw, who did he fight prior to this? I think is uh, the fight I had seen him in before this. It was him versus... Alex Hernandez. That's who it is. Yeah, Alex Hernandez. But the fight I saw him in before this, I think he knocked out Dariush. Okay. Um, and he knocked out Dariush quick. He just looked like a super physical kid and... You know Donald Cerrone in the past has kind of let sometimes he'll let that trash talking get to him, Mm -hmm. Uh, and I just thought you know maybe I don't know I thought the kid was going to take it and then well Donald Cerrone uh, seems to be on one of he seems to be hitting that like um, that that later end of his career stride that you see fighters do sometimes like like how um, okay how Waller and and, yeah yeah uh, yeah I agree. but, he, but, I don't know, dude. I'm just saying. <laughs> I agree, but I feel like Donald Cerrone's had like five of those because he fights so much. Yeah. Donald True. Cerrone is like notorious for putting a win streak together and then he loses one or two and then he puts him together another three or four fight win streak right. and he loses one or two. You know? Right. Well, yeah, Donald Cerrone is, is historically the um, – he's like the best – guy with a with a wishy-washy record like he's like the best guy who who never maintains a win streak um yeah yeah no you're probably right and he uh what now now he has the most finishes in ufc history he passed anderson silva yeah i think he yeah he's got the he's got like the most finishes and i think the most wins right or is it i think so yeah yeah. most wins and most finishes and he um I don't know i hate to i hate to attribute this to to anything like sentimental or anything but he seems like he got his head right and he keeps talking about his fucking baby and he i know the way he's been fighting he looks really focused i saw that too he has like a very very focused mentality in all of it in his recent fights just like really the last two this one and the um the uh can't did he fight? Yeah, why am I I'm just, forgetting it too? Mike Perry. Mike Perry. So he just fought Mike Perry and he just had like <clears throat> I think he looks like he's fucking going for it right now. And uh it's early to say in this, this streak, but he's uh he's looking serious. And I'd I'd like to see Cerrone go for one of these. Like um, I'm middle aged, my career is almost over, and I'm gonna go for a fucking rampage runs I, right now. I think if well, there the rumor is they're talking about doing him versus McGregor, and I think if they can put together him versus McGregor, uh, that'll that would give him a legit, you know, uh, put him in the picture for a legit title contention. Is your phone ringing? Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, that would give him. That would put Hello. him in the picture <laughs> for a legit title contention, and uh, it would be cool to see him. Yeah, it would be cool to see him make like one final run at the yeah. end. Of- career and see, well, I love, finally yeah. pull it off you know well i love that uh, i love that when uh when fighters do that like i, I love seeing that like that, that last that last spark because we all know there's a time limit on this sport you can't you can't fight forever your body gets old and you can't keep up with um with the younger fresher athletes but at the same time you reach a point where you may not be physically the most um you may not be physically the most imposing that you have been yourself but the accumulation of knowledge and instincts and experience you're you get hardened at this yeah like mentally at a certain point where you're just better at fighting and while your yeah. body's still competent enough to perform you may be the best fighter that you've ever been yeah <laughs> and then and then you see true. guys yeah then you go beyond that and you enter a dark place and that is the place that fedor Emelianenko currently Let's, not talk right. about fedor at all let's just leave that it's a perfect let's segue just remember him i don't want to talk about it that might have been one of the greatest segues <laughs> in podcast history um, all right so what happened in bellator we still have a lot of fights to talk about in the ufc though i'm just saying <laughs> yeah but i've just been jonesing to get at this one this all right one go get like, it out i i'll just sit back well i mean what more can you say you know um Fuck! There's really no way to put it other than Fedor's chin is just dusted. Um, and t- let's not take any credit away from Bader. Uh, Bader has really been looking good. Like he's just looked better and better. He actually yeah, has ever since ever since uh, Tito Ortiz does. I know does. we okay, talked about, I <laughs> but and I he, just had I had to throw he, something back at him he, since you're talking about Fedor's. But B- uh, Bader would. I w- I kind of would like to see that rematch because I hate Tito and I think Bader would just destroy Tito right now. I mean, it wouldn't Dude, even. Of course he would. Are you shitting me? And I would just love to see Tito get knocked Dude, out again. When that when that fight happened in the first place, Bader would have fucking destroyed Tito. He just happened to not. Yeah, He's like, had a it was bad just, night. Yeah, it was a bad but, night. But it would be interesting to see now, considering like Bader has what could be considered. Not nah, obviously, look, he's not like a top level K1 kickboxer or nothing, but he has some solid hands on him now. Right. Like, yeah. It's hard. He always hit hard. Like, he always he hit hard, but now he's like, got some technique behind him. Yeah, exactly. And that is yeah. just fucking, that's because even scary. though, even though Fedor, uh, <clears throat> even though Fedor, um, his chin is gone that was a pretty fucking hard punch that he hit him with. He, he, it was a nice little, it was, it was, it was ugly, man. Jab, like slash hook. It was an interesting punch and he just swooped in and just fucking Mm. cracked him. Yeah. Uh, It was, uh, Fedor's got to hang him up. Yeah. Fedor should hang him up. Like after, uh, I mean, he was done after (laughs) he was able to come back and get some wins, but yeah, uh, he was actually done after the, uh, what probably the that Strike Force run? Yeah, uh, I think he was honestly I th- he was well past his prime at during the Strike Force run. He yeah. was having hard fights with people that he should have just been plowing through, right? And uh, you know, he, he still, you know, I'm 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 happy he stuck around. It was nice to see some of his. Uh, it was nice to see some of his his performances. I, I always like to see Fedor fight, but I, I, yeah. no, I agree. It was Fade. really cool i i'm i'm happy he stuck around because it was really cool to see his um it was cool to see his the way he was able to uh burn through that heavyweight tournament that was cool to see mm-hmm. you know he went in there and he beat up uh he knocked out mirror beat up mm-hmm. chel in like it was right. cool to see some glimpses and that's that's another thing to to mention like like Mir is still a is a is a competent level heavyweight. He's Mir is not out of the game in my opinion, and Fedor still beat him. Right, you know. So that's fucking knocked him out.
1: That wasn't yeah, the best um,
0: performance by Mir. Mir didn't fight the fight that he should have, but that still, you know, it, yeah. that's still saying something. Like I mean, I mean, hey, Fedor can still hit hard. Or- Still, can timing like there's still yeah. plenty of fights he could win mm-hmm. but i guess the question ultimately becomes how many more knockouts are you willing to risk <laughs> to get to that point you know well other than that the question is like what is, what is his goal as a fighter now cuz he's not going to be yeah. he's not going to be world champion of anything no he's not no. going to be the best fighter in any division that's the and, weird thing about Fedor, too. I wonder what he's getting paid. I mean, he's already probably filthy rich, so I'm sure the money is not even Doesn't back. the money just go back to Russia and then Russia takes care of him? I think that's how it works. Putin just takes all of his money. I think so, dude. I think that, he lives he's yeah. and he lives with Putin. Yeah, he just he's he's Putin's neighbor. They both they have they they're they're on the same property. <laughs> he just has his own little guest house on um, you know, I don't I don't know. I know Russia's a weird place, man. That it's it's fucking crazy out there. Yeah, I have a, uh, I have a client who I train who's uh, he's from Russia. And he came here when he was like 18. He's an engineer. His name's Oleg. Mm-hmm. And uh, I asked him, he's from St. Petersburg. And I was asking him one time, uh, I was like, so you're from Russia? He was like, yeah. And then I was like, oh, all right. So you, when did you come over here? And he was like, when I was 18. I was like, have you ever been back to go visit? Or, And he was all, no. No, and I was like, um, I was like, you don't. Oh, all right, you don't want to? Or he's all no. <laughs> he <was> like, <laughs> shortest. He has zero desire to ever go back to Russia. That's, he was like, awesome. it's not the nice place. That's all he <laughs> said about it. Right. Like pretty, sim- pretty straightforward. Yeah, it's a uh, sounds very Russian. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's get back on this uh, on this UFC. There's a lot of fights I want to talk about. So uh, how about in the early prelims? Uh, Dennis Bermudez, T. Edwards. Um, yeah, did you catch that one? I watched highlights from it. I didn't. Oh I wasn't man, able to watch the watch it all the way through. It was a it was a great fight. It was uh, first of all, I want to talk about T. Edwards for a minute. He looks like a miniature Abel Trujillo. You remember that guy? Yeah, yeah. yeah I was thinking at... they kept calling him T, and I was like, T stands for testosterone because that guy <laughs> is <laughs> fucking. That guy is juiced. He looks fucking like it. And he is uh he was just over physical with uh with Dennis. He he was pushing him around at first and then Dennis just sort of like tapped into that inner fighter and took it to him and it was just, uh and Dennis it, it, is pretty physical himself. I mean Well, he is, but he's he's a little older. He's not but he's not testosterone Edwards physical. Yeah, exactly. He's a little older now too. Yeah, he's. Um, you know, he retired in that fight. Yeah, he retired. Yeah. I saw that. So I thought that was a really beautiful, like, uh, swan song performance. It, Cause he fought hard to get that win. Like he yeah. fought. He 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 didn't just like catch him, and, you know, catch him slipping. Like he 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 dug deep and and pulled that performance out. It was a very exciting fight. Um, um, let's talk about. Let's let's get past all this T. Edwards, Dennis Bermudez. <laughs> let's talk about the real fight of the night. Oh, God. I, I was wondering, wondering when, you, yeah, when you were going to bring that up. Oh. Versus Rachel Ostevich. First of all, I want to say uh, a big factor in this fight was the walkout songs. I don't even remember what they walked out to. What we did they had, walk out to? We had um, Ostevich walked out to this girl as a fighter. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then, uh, and then Paige Van Zant walked out to No Sleep Till Brooklyn. So I thought that put Paige at an immediate advantage. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. <laughs> um, but I mean, what did you think about that fight? I thought um, I was fighting off an erection the whole time. Um, uh, it was, was quite, thinking- uh, it was, uh, it was, it was exactly as advertised, I would yeah. say. It was, um it was quite a, uh, scintillating. They couldn't have, um, they couldn't have have produced that better on purpose. <laughs> yeah. It w- uh, okay. Here's the thing, dude. When you get two girls that are that good looking, and then you have them get in the cage and fight, every grappling position that they get in, there's gonna be some yeah. kind of underlying. Sexuality. Sexuality. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's let's it let's, be like, let's not put kick like, gloves on it. <laughs> yeah, it would be like from a woman's perspective. All right, if you took fucking Brad Pitt in his prime and oiled him up and threw him in there with Chris Hemsworth and had him yeah. go at it, you don't think they're gonna fucking, you know? I mean, you're like, oh my god, yeah. Um, so, basically, for those of you who haven't seen the fight, watch it, but. Um, uh, I don't Rachel, even think they have it on UFC.com. They probably just uploaded it to Pornhub. Yeah. She <laughs> just went straight to <laughs> Pornhub. Um, so Rachel Osevich uh came out more more as a wrestler. She was doing takedowns and she um was doing very good with her with her triangling posture and she was shouldering down on um on uh on page. And for those of you who don't know what that means, basically Rachel had her ass stuck up in the camera for like
1: three All quarters
0: of the fight. Like, <laughs> like seriously up like, in the camera. Like seriously. Like her legs were straight and her back was arched and she just had her, it was just like. <laughs> it was to the point where if you hadn't, <laughs> if you hadn't had any kind of sexual contact or uh, if you had, let's just say if you hadn't been stimulated in quite some time. This may have stimulated you yeah. quite and, easily. Yeah, and and you know, they're both they're both banging hot, but let's let's not um I think Rachel Ostevich is way hotter. That's what I was gonna say. But no, yeah. let's let's not let, you know let's not beat around the bush here. Rachel Rachel Ostevich has that really curvy body. Like I mean, if I was gonna stare at one of their asses, I would prefer Rachel <laughs> Ostevich's Yeah. Um, sure. so uh the fight itself the fight was good. Uh I think both of them showed uh showed skill. They both knew what they were yeah. doing. Um I, I was actually really impressed with um, cuz you like you said before you couldn't really find anything about Rachel Ostovitz online. Mm-hmm. There was um, so very I was, little. I was, see, like, yeah, I was and her record wasn't like outstanding, so I was pretty skeptical about her abilities as a fighter. Um but I was actually pretty impressed with her in this yeah. fight. She actually good good performance. Um Yeah, like I feel like if she keeps polishing her skills and really puts more time into it, I actually think she could end up being pretty good. And against a, a well-established professional, high-level professional like uh like Paige VanZant too. It's not like sh- they just put her in there with somebody like Right. Paige VanZant is a is a known professional. So, yeah. Whereas Rachel Auschwitz is the first time I've even fucking heard of her. Right, which is a surprise when someone is that fucking good looking. They usually want to plaster them up everywhere and, you know, get get attention because that's that's money to be made. They'll still do it. Yeah, she, for sure. Everybody won in that fight. They're still gonna yeah. market the shit out of her and Yeah. Well they they did like a whole um they did like a whole expose on her abusive relationship she was in and everything. I didn't watch that. But I heard they like it was like they made this big presentation about it and everything. So did you see Aaron Pico get knocked out? Uh no, I didn't. Was uh, that, that, was in, that, same, in... that was on the same. That was on the and uh Oh, that was in, in Bellator? Was Bellator yeah. card. Yeah. Uh he got knocked out on the undercard. And you know, Aaron Pico is like one of the biggest prospects yeah. in NMA. Yeah. yeah, Aaron Pico is I'm like around. his his name is everywhere. Like that's he, all anybody's talking I mean, about is Aaron Pico. He got knocked out like flatlined. Really? Who did he fight? What the fuck was this guy's name? Um, Hispanic fellow. Uh I don't remember the guy's name. Henry Corrales, I think. Yeah, I think his name was Henry Henry Corrales. So he got flatlined by some generic fighter. No, I'm just kidding. You know, no, <laughs> actually the dude he fought had a pretty decent uh record. He actually, I think, is a pretty good fighter. Um but Pico just got it's man, he's just it's a really It's crazy because Pico on paper has like all the skills in the world, you know, outstanding wrestler, boxer, he's got it all. Um, But he's very, very reckless when he fights. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you see him train, he's super clean. Like his, his technique is really good. Mm -hmm. But the same thing was said about, uh, here's a guy I haven't seen fight in fucking forever. Rick Story. you know you see him hit mitts and it's like poetry it's perfect it's like it's beautiful but then he fights and he looks fucking (laughs) semi-retarded well i think with some of these guys it's just uh i don't know what is it you you tell us because you've had more experience doing it i I can absolutely relate in the sense of um when you're training you have a lot more control over your over your environment Your you're more familiar with everything. You don't have an audience watching. You're, you yeah. don't have external factors. It only right. it feels like you're performing under perfect circumstances. Yeah. And you know and all you, your training partners right. and you know what to expect out of them. Exactly. Exactly. Not knowing what your opponent is going to do just kind of puts you in, in fucking open space. You're already you're, like... Yeah. Kind of hyper vigilant and maybe more yeah. susceptible to doing things you wouldn't ordinarily do. Absolutely, and things get very—I um, describe it as slippery. Mm-hmm. It feels slippery. Your 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 grip feels slippery. Your feet feel slippery. Your everything you're doing feels a little bit off balance when you're actually competing, right? Uh, because everything's a little bit shifted to the left. You have an audience. You have an audience watching. You there's noise. There's lights. Mm-hmm. Um, there are consequences for failure in All the right. gym you you fuck up you do it again you fuck up you do it again you fuck up you do it again until you get it right and then you get it right and then you do it again and then you do it again you do it again you get to do it once in the fight mm-hmm. and if you fuck up fight's over right have fun have fun dealing with that for the next you know uh six weeks to six months till your next fight <laughs> right yeah um so it's not, uh, not very forgiving. Yeah. So it's like the, Eminem and a eight mile. Yeah. You got one chance, one opportunity. It, it does. It feels, it feels very much, uh, like that. It feels very mm-hmm. much like, uh, when you're about to compete, it's like, I'm never, I'm never nervous about getting beaten up. The crowd doesn't really make me nervous. No, of course it affects you. But I don't get nervous from the crowd. The only thing that, that gives me any nerves is like, man, I don't want to fuck this up and yeah. not have another fight for so long. Like my last fight was me fucking this up. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of the most fascinating thing to me about uh, – that's the most fascinating thing about about any kind of – whether it's MMA or whatever, any kind of performance uh, sport. The most fascinating thing is a lot of times the people that do the best at it aren't even necessarily like the best athletes or the best anything. Yeah. They just respond the best under pressure, right? Simply. I mean that's plain and simple. Well, yeah, I mean the talent for responding to pressure. Mm-hmm. The the best skill you can have as a fighter is adaptability. Right. Everything else comes second to, secondary to that. Being in a position and knowing what to do, or or just being able to make a decision. Right. Most of the time, mm-hmm. not even necessarily making the right decision, but being able just not freezing. Cause that's what yeah. fucks people up in fights is like, we have split seconds that we, got. we got to do something and people get torn between like, I should do this or this. Like, well, just do something. We right. <laughs> can move. Like, it's almost like, it's kind of like uh it was funny. I was writing a uh, paper for my English class the other day. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the questions they asked us was, um, they asked us about like writer's block basically. And, uh, what I said was one of the things that um, one of the easiest ways to get into the flow of writing is just to write, even if you it's dog shit and it's horrible, like you just got to put something down. Uh-huh. But it's almost the same for literally anything in the world, like whether it's fighting, whether it's, and I compared it to even drawing too. Like a lot of times if I'm getting ready to do some art, um, I might not be in the mood for drawing at all. And every I just feel off and everything just feels shitty. But after you do like 20 minutes of sketching exercises, eventually you just kind of, you just start to go. Yeah. You know? um, uh, it's the same same thing with like exercise, warming up. You wake up, you don't feel like working out and then you just make yourself move around a little bit, do a little jump rope, stretch. And then that, that tension starts to build and you go like, all right, I should start pressuring this a little bit going a little harder Mm -hmm. i always feel like when i go for my runs i'm always like man i don't want to fucking run right now and then i start moving and then i start going like i should pace yeah (laughs) the first like 10 or 15 minutes is the worst yeah because you just there's you just just don't want to do it yeah and then once you're like 30 minutes in you're like all right you get into a full harder. i can go harder (laughs) yeah yeah that's true yeah so I never feel like doing it until I'm like going. Um, I know. And you think at some point, uh, cause I'll have, um, you know, people will ask that like, Oh, does it ever get easy? Or it's like, no, like I still, <laughs> I don't fuck dude. I've, I've, I haven't missed a day of exercise since I was like a teenager. That's not true. I've missed a day. But, <laughs> you know, I, I Consistently exercise. Since yeah. I was a teenager, And, um, no matter what, every day you still have that little voice in the back of your head telling you, "Like fuck, like you don't want to do." But you just, you just know that the alternative is that voice coming back before you're going to bed at night, telling you, "You piece of shit, you didn't. Yeah. You're supposed to do." Why'd you? And why'd would you would listen way, to me? Why'd you listen to me, bitch? I'd yeah. <laughs> way rather deal with uh, the voice earlier in the day and crush that voice, and then mm-hmm. not have to deal with that voice later on. You're like, uh, you're like One Punch Man. Exactly, you just don't I, listen to the voice. It's like, hey, I do. You, can, you can miss a day. What does One Punch never Man never miss a day. routine? He does like like 100 gun, squats, 100, 100 push ups, right. and a five kilometer run, <laughs> no matter that's, what. That's not even really intense, that's like average. <laughs> I can't, be. I love that. We have to do because that's like One Punch Man is one of the few new animes that I've yeah, watched that so I absolutely fell in love with. Like, I fucking love I've it. watched it a couple times, um, yeah. And we need, to, uh, we need have, to do a full like breakdown of one punch man. Have you seen the the bonus episodes? No, I don't think they, so. There's like I think there's like ten of them, and they're all like there's only like one fight in, in them. Or there's like one one villain in them, but they're they're all like silly shit. Like the one of one of the episodes is uh is about them trying to get um is about them trying to to make a hot pot. And like <laughs> they but the stores, the sales are at different stores and they're trying to figure out how to get all the stuff. Oh, the I sales. think I have. Like, no, yeah. <laughs> I have seen this then. I remember this. Yeah. I have seen that. Yeah, there's like,
1: it's yeah, all know, weird, random Man shit like that.
0: Interesting because it's like legitimately funny. Like it's like laugh out loud funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you guys haven't seen One Punch Man, highest of recommendations. Oh, yeah. It's a, it, as far as animes go. It's, it's the funniest the anime, anime I've ever watched. I don't think I've watched the anime that made me laugh harder. There's been other like Dragon Ball Z and stuff like that. have had moments spread school, school rumble just as hard. But one punch man is like a full blown comedy. It's so consistently funny on every mm. episode. Yeah, it is. Did you ever see school rumble? No, that shows pretty funny. It's, no, it's like way silly and it's like, it's pretty girly, but it's, it's really funny. <laughs> I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a it's like a pure it's a pure comedy and it's pretty old too, so it has like has like a lot of dated dated level comedy, but um <clears throat> it's good. So where are we at with the fights? Well coming up um <clears throat> coming up this weekend we've got uh Rafael Asanciao versus uh the fuck's that dude? Why am I forgetting his name? The guy from um the PFL or the World Series of Fighting, Marlon Marause. Those two are fighting. Marlon Mraz has looked really fucking good lately. Mm-hmm. And then they've got Jose Aldo versus Moicano, Brandon Moicano. Okay. Yeah. Um, which I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a bold – for these two fights, I'm going to pick Mraz for the main event because he's looked really fucking good. He's just been on fire. And I'm going to say – I'm going to make a bold prediction. I'm going to go Brandon Moicano versus Jose Aldo. Okay. That Moicano dude is really, really fucking good. I haven't he's seen that him Not well known, but God damn, is that guy good. What's, has he, he's been in the UFC long? Cause I haven't seen him. He, um he's been there. Let me look up his record right now. Cause I've seen him fight a couple says, times. Yeah. It says he's 13, one and one, but um he's uh, he's been in the, he's been in, I want to say he's been in the UFC for maybe like three years now. Let me look it up right now. Hanato Makanal, UFC Fight Night, 144. So he's 29 years old. Uh, Let's see. His first UFC fight was in December of 2014. So he's been there for about four years. Okay. Um, His only loss is a submission loss to Brian Ortega in 2017. Naturally. All right. Yeah, but this is what was so impressive to me. His last fight, he rear naked choked Cub Swanson. Not only did he rear a choke Cub Swanson, he fucked him up on the feet before he hit him with that choke. Before that, he beat Calvin uh, Qatar. Calvin Qatar is one of those dudes who he's not like the best guy ever, but he's actually a really solid fighter mm-hmm. that not that many people know about. He's only got, Calvin Qatar only has a couple losses on his record. I've seen Calvin Guitar. I'm trying to remember who he is. He's not like he doesn't do any one thing that stands out greatly, but he's a very solid well-rounded fighter. Moicano also got a split decision over Jeremy Stevens. Um, those are his most notable wins. But dude, right. this guy is good even in his fight with um even in his fight with uh, Brian Ortega. Uh, before Ortega got that submission, Ortega ended it in round 3, 3, three minutes 29 seconds in. And Moicano was well on his way to winning that fight. He, mm-hmm. he was beating Brian Ortega, I think, two rounds to zero going into that. Um, right so on. I just, I don't know. I like Moicano in this fight. He's a, I think he's a longer, he's a little taller. He's 5'11 featherweight. Um, he's a little rangier. And I just think he's, I think he's going to give Aldo some problems at this stage. On his career. That was cool. What was that? Was that a missile launching in the background? Yeah, definitely a missile launching. I just got a boner. That's what that sound was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. I farted. Sorry. <laughs> it happens. Uh, that was fucking dope. Uh, so, I don't know a lot about Hanato uh, Makano. I haven't seen him fight. I may have seen him fight, but I don't remember. You, you um, should, before this weekend, you should go and watch some. I actually yeah. think you would really like his fighting style. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll check him out for sure. But uh, what I was going to say is, uh, I from all from what i know uh it, this fight really depends on what jose aldo shows up like you know yeah. jose aldo jose aldo has shown glimpses of his of his former self in recent fights not really full blown the the terrorizing destroyer that he that he once was and he just tore through people like fucking tissue paper right but he um He's showing elements of that. Yeah. So, he, uh, so. well, in his last fight, he beat, uh, he beat Jeremy Stevens in his last fight. Yeah. Um, but before that, he had those two vicious TKOs, losses to Max Holloway. Kind of crazy too. I never noticed this. Two TKOs to Max Holloway within the same year, 2017, yeah. round three. The first TKO was at 4.13 of round three. The second TKO was at 3.14. No. <laughs> the second TKO was at 4.51 of round three. So almost like identical losses. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, now, as I recall, though, the second one was a lot more.
1: It was more nasty. definitive. Like, yeah, sure. yeah. He
0: he really fucking just laid it down on him. Yeah. Second one. Right. Um, Man, that Max Holloway is a fucking... You know, I think when you're a style of fighter that Jose Aldo is, which is crazy, too, because he's only 32, you know? But I think Jose Aldo is so explosive and he's so fast-twitched that I think earlier in his career, it was really easy for him to beat a lot of guys. Even though he was very strategic, Mm -hmm. I think it was really easy for him to win a lot of fights just based off the fact that he was so much more athletic and physically imposing than his opponents and i think for that style of fighter when they start to get a little older and they slow down a bit it's uh it's tough to maintain that it's absolutely true i mean he's getting older um he's he's 32 your body's changing it's uh, it's you're you're not you're not playing a young man's game anymore you're you're grown and you have to you have to adapt and learn and learn a new way to fight and those changes can be subtle They can potentially not even look different to to a person watching but he's got to make the adjustments to himself to be the best fighter that he could be currently yeah so we'll see um other than that damian trying. maya but damian maya is fighting on the he's fighting Lyman. Yeah, good. who's he fighting lyman good yeah lyman good i think was from bellator wasn't he I know, I know the name Lyman Good. I've seen him before. All these guys on this card, aside from Charles Oliveira and uh, Rafael asuncio and uh, and Jose Aldo, uh, they're they're all guys that like I I've heard their names. I kind of know who they are. I've seen them fight, but I, I haven't followed them closely. Like um, yeah, <laughs> Lyman Good fight for Bellator. I remember him from there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he was even. Maybe tried out for the Ultimate Fighter at one point. Um, I'm pretty sure. Sure, why not? Enough. Um, Lyman Good is a pretty distinct name. Like, I don't know. I don't know a lot of Lymans. You know what fight is interesting? Uh, Charles Oliveira versus David Teamer. Mm -hmm. David Teamer has got some really high level kickboxing, and Charles Oliveira has some has some nasty submissions. Yeah. That's interesting. Like he's person. he's one of those uh, he's one of those wiry motherfuckers that like it looks strong. Like he's super yeah, skinny, does. but when he grabs he people, it looks, looks, looks like yes. he's it, like a bow cuts country. them down. Yeah, he's strong in a very odd way. Yeah, I, I love I love seeing that. Like those 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 grapplers who are just wiry, skinny, like snake like monsters that just I, wrap people up, and they're just like no, it's just it's just it's fascinating to me because it's such a different (laughs) application of strength you know it just really puts things into perspective as far as like what it means to be strong right like Oliveira probably could he probably couldn't bench press or squat my dong but (laughs) when he wraps his arms around you you're not getting him off of you no no he's he's a he's a filthy filthy grappler Man, having done as much uh, training and grappling as I have, you come across guys like that. Sometimes you just right. look at him, and you're like, that guy doesn't look that strong. And then they get those fucking grips on you. And it's like, oh, he's, he's one he, of those things. He looks like he would be one of those guys who would be uncomfortable to grapple with. Right. You know those guys? For yeah. Because like, yeah, right? there was guys like that. Like when we would train with Travis, I hated playing with Travis. Dude, me too. Um, Travis, Travis would like every time you touched him, he was all elbows. That's what I would always. Oh yeah, you yeah. felt like you were grappling with a bag of wrenches. <laughs> he wasn't even necessarily his forte. wasn't grappling. You know, Travis was a good like karate guy. Yeah, but, Travis was really good at, at stand ups. He was really yeah, good at like. Good at, yeah, he was yeah, good at getting. He yeah, getting he was good at getting like hit down and, he and. Was fucking basing back up. But, yeah, but because he was good at that when you're on top of him holding him down and all you could you feel like every time he pushes up against you you're getting whacked with a fucking mallet it's it's very uh i always say i would not fun yeah i would always say that uh he felt like you were grappling with uh with a pile of glass Mm -hmm. pile of broken glass yeah it was just like everything was just sharp and hard and it's just slicing into you and he's just Constantly cross facing you, and uh, I don't like it. I, I want like some it. dough on yeah. what I'm grappling with. All right, I, yeah, I'll, I want to grapple with a bag of flour. Yeah, I'll Can grapple you? with a big old fucking strong motherfucker all day. I hate grappling those bony motherfuckers. They're just like stabbing you with their elbows and knees, and their shins are all pressed into you, and it's gross and uncomfortable. I want to grapple with a baguette. A baguette. Baguettes are hard though okay that's no yeah you're right maybe a soft wonder bread of, wonder bread piece of white wonder bread that's yeah, just, about just a, a nice a nice doughy uncooked wonder bread yeah so a loaf of wonder dough mm. is wonder mm. bread ever dough or does it just come out of the mix like that i don't know what wonder bread is <laughs> i think what it is uh the elmer's glue factory has a. Uh, Residual glue that kind of hangs on to some of their machinery, and then they scrape it off, and then they form it into a bread patty. And, and once they leave it. it out overnight, it hardens enough to be Wonder Bread. Yeah, yeah. And then they take the, uh, then they take the um, in a cow factory, they take the leftover, not the actual testicles. That's too high quality. They no, take no, the no. actual scrotal meat. And that's how you get a piece of bologna. They just flatten it out. They throw that in the Elmer's glue Wonder Bread. Just take you got your sexual actual... sandwich. Oh, man. So you got Elmer's glue and uh-huh. really low-grade scrotum. Really low-grade low grade. scrotum. <laughs> no, this isn't bull scrotum, right? Uh-huh. This isn't a thick. You could you could take a bull scrotum <clears throat> and make a crocodile Dundee hat out of that. They're yeah. taking low-grade scrotum. Low-grade scrotum. Where do you get low-grade scrotum from? I wonder... You gotta go. You gotta go somewhere bad, right? Santa Maria. Santa Maria. No, Santa Maria's got high grade scrotum. <laughs> Santa Maria is known for for their for their scrotum. <laughs> the scrotum barbecues are off the chain in Santa Maria. If there's any place in the world where they could barbecue a good scrotum, a bad scrotum, and make it good, it would be Santa Maria. Oh, okay, that. throw a little throw a little Susie Q on that scrotum. Yeah grill it up just right medium rare <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah I I could I could see it um, what else do we got going on Johnny Walker is fighting just and uh, have you seen Johnny Walker fight it's very exciting holy bejesus that yeah. guy is violent as yeah. fuck Yeah, did you see a knockout? We might have talked about this on here, but that knockout that he had, I think he fought Khalil Roundtree in his last fight. Um, Refresh my memory. It it was he fought Johnny Walker fought Khalil Roundtree on the, um, it was the UFC uh, Chile card. I think it was the same card where um, Santiago Ponzinibbio beat uh, fucking what's his face Neil Magny. I think it was that same card. And Johnny Walker knocked out, knocked out uh, Khalil Roundtree with a standing elbow. Like, he literally grabbed the back of his head and just fucking drove his elbow into his skull. And it was the most violent thud. It sounded like a baseball bat. I, I honestly think that might be my uh, – think, I think standing elbows are my favorite kind of knockout. There's there's something so satisfying about it. Like, just you don't see them very often, Um, so they're super fucking cool looking. Yeah, it was that same card. Yeah, Ko standing elbow. Um, Yeah, you don't see them very often, Um, and they are just they're so brutally effective. Like brutally effective, and they're visually they're just ruthlessly violent looking. I mean, something so. Ruthless about elbow. I don't know what it is. They're just so intense. You just you see a guy get knocked out with one of those, and you just feel. And I'm mu- not even sympathy. yeah. I'm not even talking about like like flashy elbows, like spinning elbows, or the. No, you you're like talking. I'm talking just straight, up. A straight boom. Yeah, the Muay Thai the, style. Yep. Bun sock. Boom. Yep. Side yeah, elbow. No, that's a different kind of elbow. That's not like that. Uh. We're not talking about the Yara Rodriguez versus yeah Ching- young elbow. This is a whole different deal because no. it really does sound like a baseball bat. I mean, that—that's basically what it is. Fucking it's got a bone that's yeah. roughly not quite the size of a baseball bat, but close. Just going right across your Dude, face. It's it's your lead pipe. Just boom. Like, mm-hmm. uh, that's why I really liked Kenny Florian because he threw a lot of standing elbows. Remember when yeah. he ripped Alex Caralexis's face in half? Yeah, that Kenny against- Florian. And this isn't even to sound like insulting. Kenny Florian was like Muay Thai light, like he wasn't quite like full blown like pro level Muay Thai, but he was way more competent in Muay Thai than anybody else that he fought. He he had some of the the highest uh, Muay Thai specific skills in in UFC yeah. in his time. Like I, you didn't he he was super super unphysical. That was his biggest weakness. But he was yeah. so good that he fucked people up a lot of the time that were way should have overwhelmed him yeah remember you're right he, that, that was his biggest weakness because dude remember when uh when clay guida was just this guy nobody could stop him like he wasn't he wasn't like the best fighter but he was just so physical that he was driving through people he had the best chin and then kenny florian just rolled and knocked him the fuck out <laughs> yeah yeah and then uh, he remember just he because, that, remember he gave that post fight speech and he was like i finish fights yeah and, like, Kenny Florian, as good of a fighter as he was, was so unintimidating. And yeah. Florian trying to cut a promo is just hilarious to this day. But uh, I look, uh, my favorite thing is how he looked exactly like Ben Stiller. Yeah. He looked so much like Ben Stiller that they had a promo where they had him reading Zoolander lines. Like, yeah. he's just not funny. No. Like, you want him to be funny, but he just isn't. He doesn't have that kind of personality. Yeah, and it's, it's actually very uh, true what you said about him not being very physical. Because if you actually look at Kenny Florian's record, all of his biggest career losses were against guys who basically were just able to out-physical him. Yeah, that was definitely his biggest weakness. That was the thing he had the most trouble with. But the, the way he fights, like honestly, um, you have any interest in like the in the art and... The skills involved in in being a good fighter. Follow the career of Kenny Florian. Watch the uh, way that guy fights. Watch the he, he was one of the ups. first. He was one of the first high IQ fighters. I think right. Um, super high he, IQ. Which uh, that season of Ultimate Fighter he competed on was the 185 season. Yeah, he was. He was. He, he was pretty fat. Yeah, he was competing against some bigger dudes. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a good season too. Mm-hmm. Diego that was San a season, Joe, Joe Daddy. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, was, was Joe, Joe Danny Mo- 185 on that season? I think so. Or was he light? Was it like a double season where they had lightweights? Uh, and- I-, I think it was a. I think. Because I remember everyone being fat on that. They had all these lighter weight guys that like gained weight to be on that. You- yeah. I think you're right. I think they just had a bunch of dudes. Like everybody would go on to a. Uh... It's kind of a trip, right? Yeah. <laughs> None of them. It was a middleweight season, but nobody was actually a middleweight. Exactly. Hmm. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a good that was a good season. Should go back and watch that. Just just watch the fights. Yeah. Um yeah. all right, so what else do we got? So that's about it for notable things going on in um let me see what's on the prelims for one forty four. Those are probably gonna be some weak prelims. Tiago Alves card. So they probably have a bunch of like local dudes on there. Yeah, not a lot of uh, not a lot of known names, but Tiago Alves is fighting. Oh yeah, that's right. Who's he fighting again? Max Griffin. Max Griffin. Yeah, that guy's actually pretty decent. I think that guy beat uh, he beat Mac Perry, uh, Mike Perry. Did he? Yeah. Let's go look at this Max Griffin character. I don't know. Him. When I uh when I click on Max Griffin, it brings up pictures of Tiago Alves. <laughs> <laughs> Max Griffin is not very Wikipedia. No not Wikipediaized. He's from Santa Barbara. Oh, is he really? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Huh. I we didn't might know have that. <laughs> we grown up with him. Um hmm. yeah, so that's that. Um as far as the next fights coming up, I think we've talked about most of these already. We did our little uh, little thing that, yeah, Francis Ngannou, Kane Velasquez, uh, Paul Felder and James Vick. It's nice to see Paul Felder coming back. I like the way he fights a lot. Um, let see. Yeah, well, got fucked up in his last fight against uh what's his face, Justin Gaethje. Did he? Yeah. When Gaethje was that? Destroyed him. When When was that one? I feel like I uh, watched that, but yeah. it was a while ago. Three months ago? Four months yeah. ago? It It wasn't a part of like a bigger <clears throat> card. I think it was a headline on like Fight Night. Or yeah, something. just Justin Gaethje's got some. Got some nice, nice, ugly striking. Like he just fucking damages you. Like what's crazy? I like about- how he, I like how he breaks your body. Like you know you're going in to get your fucking legs and your body smashed up when you're fighting Gechi. You know what? What's crazy about Gechi too is the fact that he comes from like a very high level wrestling background. He's like all American, mm-hmm. and he never wrestles anybody. I don't think I've ever seen that dude shoot for a takedown. Right. He just comes out and he just throws bombs. Speaking of uh, speaking of high-level wrestling, let's get back to the, the card that we just saw and talk about uh, Gillespie. We didn't really talk about that fight much, which- Oh, that's right. We didn't talk about Gillespie. Yeah. Did we? No, we didn't. <clears throat> <clears throat> okay. So, Gregor Gillespie uh, really showed off that high-level wrestling. Yeah. Uh, he, he only took one punch in the entire fight. Uh, Yancy yeah. Medeiros got completely shut down. And yeah, Gregor Gillespie just right. yeah, he, he just showed complete yep. fucking dominance in that fight. He just crushed him. I think Man. we pre-reviewed this card and we were talking we about Gillespie. We did, we did, and uh, that was one of those fights. We're going into it. I when I envisioned it in my mind's eye, I just could not see. Uh,
1: Madero's winning. winning. Yeah,
0: I mean Gillespie is just so fucking. His control is just ridiculous. Yeah, I mean well, he's to me Gillespie is like he's got like Khabib level wrestling. He's really fucking good. I don't know if he's got. He got I think I, MMA game. I think Khabib has more more ferocity. Yeah, uh, Gillespie like Khabib has obviously got more ground and pound, more better overall MMA game, but control wise gillespie is just a fucking absolute savage yeah he is he is and uh i think i think one of the things that's going to hold gillespie back is um too much fishing no no not his fishing god bless his fishing um i think he's just not that likable you hear him talk like his yeah he, he it was a very odd post yeah it which was weird too he's, because he's, um, way, he's way too on the spot analytical he's like no no trust me everyone listen here <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Let me just no, come on it was it was strange which is yeah. weird too because i think he has like a pretty decent like social media following just from yeah. all this fishing stuff right but it was one of the, it was a strange post fight speech he, it was he made- like he may just be, like, a little bit Asperger-y or something. I was going to say, so he like, comes off a little crazy. I yeah. think uh, – but, I don't know. They could Maybe they can market that. Maybe. That might be marked. He's different, that's for sure. For sure. The way he acts, it's like he's, he's out there. Yeah, he's very um, – like, he's not – he's not, like – he's not responding to the crowd and in, in the no, sense what, of like getting them hyped I, up I, or anything he's yeah, I was like, gonna say, He's like explaining ways, to them he's like yeah. listen here guys in, in a lot of ways i actually kind of liked what he. it was almost like a teacher trying to like teach yeah. children right. which that's essentially what you have with a giant mma crowd you have a bunch of children who right. are like, they want to see violence and yeah. he was like now i know you didn't get the violence you want but this is why well, yeah. let me let me just tell you yeah. And he did finish and, uh, him at least. He did end up finishing him. So he was he was certainly he was right. He had a good violent finish. Uh he just beat yeah. the shit out of him. He fucking beat a hole into the ground with uh Medeiros' face. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, like for the first like you know eight minutes of the fight, he didn't he didn't touch him aside from wrestling. He like he just yeah. he he but he's absolutely right. It was a good strategy. He just broke him down. He just crushed yeah. him into submission and then when he was just laying there like defeated he was like all right now I'm just gonna pound your head in and he did mm-hmm. uh, I just don't think that sort of communication with the audience is going to be popular no definitely uh, not. the audience wants to see fuck man people these days they want to see fucking light shows and fucking, yeah and I don't bombs, even know what they like... want to see anymore <laughs> I don't know what's what. They just they just want to see Nicki Minaj fighting Beyonce with laser lights behind them, and <laughs> yeah, Iron Man flying around in the rafters. That's it. <laughs> That's all people want to see. They want to see. Uh, they want to see the UFC Infinity War. Or like maybe they give Brock Lesnar the gauntlet, and they have to somehow get it from him. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna dress they're gonna dress uh, DC as Captain America so he's gonna yeah. have like his belly sticking out of the spandex <laughs> like, and he's gonna yeah. be grabbing the the gauntlet like no actually John Jones would be Thanos because he's by far the most unlikable That's person unlikable and unstoppable uh, yeah. at the same time. I think, uh, I think if that's the case, maybe uh, maybe Gustafsson would be Captain America then. Yeah, <laughs> You're really, really uh, off putting. At a Swedish, right? Swedish or Swiss? I always get that mixed up. Aren't they both the same? What, is that? I think they're the same. I thought oh, Swedish. This is Switzerland. Sweden is Swedish. Oh, <laughs> so whichever one he is, they're basically the same though. Kind of <laughs> like Persian. They they look the same. It's like Iranian they, and Armenian. Yeah. They look the same. They look the same. Their languages sound the same. In relation to where we are, they're basically the same direction. I don't know what they are, but <laughs> that's enough for our racism for today. Anyway, <clears throat> I still like the idea of him being Captain America. I think that's really funny. <laughs> yeah, they should do that. Uh, yeah, so we'll have uh, we'll have Marvel-themed... Uh, We'll have Marvel themed UFC fights from now on. That'll be the thing. Ah. I they like it. Together, like a UFC Avengers team, they yeah. could can, can do a lot of things with that. I feel like we could, we could, um, and we will. We'll have uh, we'll have sets where they fight instead of cages. We'll have like actual <laughs> environments that look like you know we'll have like an airfield or something. That would be yeah. They could do like old school Mortal Kombat where there's all kinds of random shit. Going oh on yeah, there'll be like now. a garbage can with a fire and <laughs> yeah, you know a crashed yeah. a crashed jet turned over. <laughs> um, it's speaking of uh, actually this isn't speaking to anything, but did you see that haggard <laughs> ass UFC belt? That new belt is so ugly. <laughs> Have you seen it? It looks like um, it looks it looks like like nice like it's made of good material but it, it's but it, it looks ugly silly. i agree like it looks cheap. like they're trying to do something new with it Maybe it, it looks ju- cheap <sighs> i don't think it looks cheap i think it i think it looks well constructed it just looks the design here's what i meant when i said cheap the design the quality of the design is so bad it looks like they hired a really fucking awful graphic designer to do it I could see that. Right. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's ugly as fuck. Yeah, like, I, I, I forgot. Nice I forgot till you brought it up that they got the new belt. Like, that they got a new, like, why bother redesigning the belt? I mean, it's a, it's a belt. It's a classical look. You don't want to have like a futuristic looking championship belt. Who? A belt is like a timeless, a championship belt is like a timeless symbol. Who like, told them that that looked good. They need to be fired. Like who in their fucking right mind said, "Oh yeah, this looks good." Like it looks so fucking awful. How dare you, Dana White himself designed that belt, approved of it. Dana White doesn't know what he's doing anymore. Uh, I, I think, don't know. Like, I don't know who. I'm, I made that up. I don't know who did that. He. uh, No, you're probably. It wouldn't surprise me if he did. Dana White just drew it up on a napkin and he was he, like, it's yeah. "Perfect." <laughs> looks like he had his one of his kids draw it. <laughs> uh, man. Yeah yeah well, so, so I think, uh i think we've pretty much squeezed all the juice out of uh the fight we have stuff, you know we have i think it's a uh, time we transition transition away Are we gonna continue on this one or uh did you want to close out um uh, what do you think would it be easier to close out and then start up again or yeah we'll we'll provide two episodes today guys so thanks for tuning in to uh the recap episode of UFC Fight Night 143 live from ESPN Plus app. Uh, I'm I'm a big fan of the ESPN Plus app. I used it to watch this fight, and it's actually pretty fucking convenient. You can it on on your yeah. fucking TV, on your phone, on your fucking iPad, whatever you want. And it's only like $4.99 a month. Fucking do it. All yeah. fights that they're gonna post on there. Fucking get that shit. Uh, I did. <laughs> um, yeah so um yeah this is fun give us a like give us a follow give us a share and uh get out of my fucking life all right love you guys (laughs) peace out